Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic live in studio. Marie McFarland, Aaron Spitzner are your hosts today. And I'm Paul Cronforst. Welcome back. Aaron, good morning. Hey, good morning. Marie McFarland, always great to see your beautiful face in studio. Great to see you too. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Beautiful outside. Sunshine and 60 degrees right now. Marie, you, Aaron, a cast of many others at the Cowell Investment Group do the market updates Monday through Friday. In fact, I think you had yesterday's duties. I did. Yes. So make sure to listen. Market updates mon- Monday through Friday at the three o'clock and five o'clock news block. And that's a snapshot of the market. Now we had a pretty good week. I know we're not going to dive into the Dow being up, but it was up for the week. That's a good thing, Aaron. Yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, it, like we've seen lately, it could be up five hundred points one day, down five hundred the next. There's still a lot of uncertainty as it comes to inflation and interest rate and corporate earnings and trying to figure out exactly uh, where the economy is going. And uh, for that reason, we get the the ups and downs right now, but we'll take a good week if we can get it. Uh, So here's what we're going to do today. We've got a few things to talk about. There's this event coming up with Jay Weber. We'll give you details on that. We are also live, which means if you've got a question, you and your retirement, your planning, uh, have you looked at that 401k? (laughs) What's the advice from the experts? Last hour, I was talking with Craig off the air doing a real estate show about checking his 401k balance. Yeah, check, but don't check every day. (laughs) Keep yourself sane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You don't want to bury your head in the sand. Yeah. You want to know where it is. Um, But if you're going to take action, I guess, work with somebody, take action if if need be. Sometimes nothing is done, right? Yeah, sometimes nothing or no action is the best action. But as I've been telling people, try not to look every day because you drive yourself insane with what's been going on. Um, And with my clients, our clients were suggesting, just wait until you see us. Wait till we talk to you. Um, But I did want to go through and make sure everybody knows about the panel um, uh, that we have coming up. So we'll have... A panel of experts, and this is Thursday, November 3rd. Everybody's invited, but Jay Weber is hosting. And we're having a panel of experts who will be sharing insights regarding today's economic impact on your financial plan. And then three actions you need to take before year end to help safeguard your financial future. The event's free, but you do need to register because we do have limited space. So if you want to find more information and more details on this, check out thekowalway.com or you can give our office a call at 262-522-4040 and ask for Alyssa or Heather. It's Thursday, November 3rd, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Milwaukee Marriott West in Waukesha. Yeah, panel of experts. Jay Weber is there. Is he yes, the, that's is he exciting. An, is he an expert? He's a radio star. Yeah. <laughs> He's an expert moderator, right? Like he'll be able to ask questions. Yeah, and keep glue it together going. like like I do on, on radio shows. And yeah. I think Jeff Kowal will be there as well. Yep. We'll have Jeff Kowal, John White, and then we'll have Robert Carey, who's a chief market strategist for First Trust Advisors. And the whole point is about today's economic impact on your financial plan actions that you may need to take before the year is over. Yes. Uh, is there a little bit of crunch time here? We're a week away from November 1st. Think of that. I mean, I know. So you'll have about two months to take those action items. Plenty of time. 
Yeah, and, and the event's free. So yes. please register online. Thekowalway.com, as you said, ask for Alyssa or Heather at 262-522-4040 and attend this event. It'll it'll be fun, informative. You get to meet Jay and Jeff will be there. So all good stuff. Again, November 3rd, it's coming up. Thursday, November 3rd. You mentioned the website, thekowalway.com. Let's talk about that real quickly. All the locations are there, including uh, we should mention where you work out of, Erin, and Racine. That's right. Um, Mar- Marie, World Headquarters. I'm in the World Headquarters in Waukesha. That is a beautiful office in Waukesha. We mentioned Racine. That's right at Highway 20 and the freeway at the uh, easy-to-find, easy-access. In Port Washington, up in Ozaukee County, there's a location in Heartland and in Phoenix, Arizona. There are some snowbirds. Yes, and Port, yep, Port Washington, Phoenix, very Here. accessible. Very much so. Or you could do the old Zoom meet or a phone call or whatever. You guys are, I mean, technology exists for all those reasons. Yes. So utilize that. Uh, Thekowalway.com. All right. What's up on today's show? We have a sexy segment like always. Yep. We'll have the uh, sexy segment coming up. Uh, you know, a couple things that I wanted to discuss today were kind of, kind of some common trends throughout meetings this week. You know, we're going to kick things off with... Uh, Secure Act 2.0, what that really means for uh, retirees and those saving for retirement um, and whether or not that will pass. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit in the sexy segment about whether or not annuities make sense uh, for wealthier clients. And then also we'll have um, 529s and some laws that are changing there. And then Marie will cover IRA, common IRA mistakes, is that yes, correct? Yes, common IRA errors. Yeah. And then I have some news hot off the press from the IRS that I'll share, too. Ooh, I don't know if I want that's to hear a, That's that. exciting Saturday stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, so we, got, we have a lot, of, a lot of stuff to cover today. <laughs> and, again, if you want to join us, if you've got questions along the way or you looked, maybe you did open up your plan and looked at it and you've got some questions or concerns, the adventnose.com talk and text line is always open for you. And we don't mind text if you... Think that's easier and quicker? Go ahead. Text away. 414-799-1130. All right. Where do All we right. start? So I'm going to just quickly go through Secure Act 2.0. Uh, we've covered it on the show in the past, but I think it's a good refresher for everybody out there as far as what's going on in Washington and what it means for you. It just got brought up in a meeting this week. We were discussing about, hey, is there anything I should be aware of, anything that's changing um, in Washington and how it will affect my retirement savings? So there is Secure Act 2.0 that's out there, securing a strong Retirement Act of 2022. So we had Secure Act back at the end of 2019, I believe it was. I believe it was right before um, COVID. I do everything in COVID years now, trying to remember Isn't when that wild? catastrophe It is happened. wild. Um, <laughs> pre or post COVID. Was, it, it, it was pre or post 9-11 for no. us, you know, yeah. how the world changed. Well, COVID changed yeah. the world. Yeah. Prior to. So it's weird. I always think about it that way. But here's Secure Act 2.0. And... Um, this is one that uh, is likely to move in the lame duck session that really happens after midterms uh, because they have um, really agreement on both sides of the aisle uh, with Secure Act 2.0. It doesn't really have anything that's, I guess, would uh, drastically affect somebody's voter base. Uh, so it a couple things that it will change if it does pass. Uh, it would increase the required minimum distribution age from 72 to 75 and increase catch-up contributions for older retirement savers. So just as a reminder right now, if you um, 
have a, a traditional IRA. The government makes you take money out of your account by, at the age of 72, whether or not you, you need it or not. Uh, historically, it was 70 and a half. They moved it up to 72, age 72 with the SECURE Act. And now SECURE Act 2.0 would increase it once again to age 73 by 2022, 74 by 2029, and finally to 75 by 2032. What's their point in raising the age? Uh, they're, you know, I think it's more they're focusing on trying to help preserve retirement assets for, for savers and for retirees. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk of whether or not by forcing people to take money out of their account that they're doing a bad thing. Um, so by pushing it out longer, life expectancy is longer. Um, People are working be, longer. Yeah, so it would be just better mm-hmm. in general for us. Living um, longer Just because they make you general? take it out doesn't mean you have to spend it, though. That's right. Yeah. Um, you well, can put it in another account, but... Yeah. Well, that that's a good point. What do you do? Okay, so it's required. That's what R stands for, an RMD. Yeah. It's required. So it comes out of the IRA. I mean, it can go to your bank account. It could go to another uh, investment account. It doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be spent. And you have to think if somebody pushes to 75, that balance has grown right for the last three years if they didn't start taking it at 72 so it's a bigger and then guess what that means more tax tax. yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's people love paying tax oh we love paying taxes (laughs) hey if you wonder what secure and i was going to ask you Aaron, i just i had to google it what does the acronym secure mean setting every community up for retirement enhancement is that right? Yeah. That's what's who comes up with these things? The government Clever. does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. They, it drives me crazy. But um, the other thing that it would do is um, basically allow for some additional uh, catch up contributions. So, Secure 2.0 would allow people who are age 62 to 64 to contribute an additional $10,000 to their 401k or 403b plans or an additional 5000 to a simple IRA. Catch-up contributions for these plans are currently 6500 or 3000 So that's a big bonus there. And also, beginning in 2023, the catch-up contributions would be taxed as Roth contributions, so meaning they would be subject to income tax before the money is invested or makes it to the account. So kind of an interesting thing there that that's how the catch-up contribution would be treated. But the reason, again, they're doing that is because they, they know if they allow more for a catch-up contribution – uh, that's after tax, or excuse me, pre-tax money. Then they lose the the uh, tax revenue. Mm-hmm. So if it's after tax, okay, it's like Washington's throwing us a bone, saying, "Hey, you can contribute more, but you got to pay the tax now." Yeah. They don't want to lose out on the tax revenue. So, so just you know, a couple things there that um, will be better for retirement savers. Believe it or not, it's a bill that's going through that will be better. You know, oftentimes you don't see that. So, so that's a good thing. Um, and Really, the last thing here is they talk a little bit about qualified charitable distributions. Uh, Inflation indexing will be applied to that, so we'll see that qualified charitable distribution limit go up. Another good thing. Um, And then the last one here, it gives employers the ability to make retirement plan matching contributions for workers paying student loan provisions. Um, So if you're, you know, making a student loan payment, it allows them to the worker to, or the employer to work with you to make contributions to your 401k. Kind of an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, so there. you're not sacrificing paying debt in a way. You still have a way to pay debt, but also accumulate for your retirement. Mm-hmm. Again, all you know, worried about making sure people have their retirement but assets built up for retirement since it's on all of us, right, to take that in our hands and yeah. save for retirement. Oh, it's a personal responsibility, right? Yes. 
which don't, is good. Which is good, exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you're waiting, or depending on the government solely for your retirement, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? Yeah. Or not be able to spend a lot, yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah, have a tight budget. Yeah. You're talking Social Security alone, I don't think that's enough. Yeah. Agreed. Unless you don't spend anything at all. I mean... Which some people don't. It's crazy. You have people that, you know, it depends on what lifestyle you have and what you spend and what your needs are. I, I had a, a grandfather that didn't spend much money at all, and he, and he had money. Yeah. But he was in simple life, hunted, fished, didn't travel at all, just locally. And that was what he wanted, right? Everybody is different. Yes. You're supposed to enjoy different. your retirement, right? And do yeah. what you want. Exactly. Um, so that's my Washington update as far as uh, some rules <laughs> and, and how it could affect us. So not nothing drastic or bad or negative there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I wanted to address here is I saw this and I thought it was kind of an interesting um, article. And it talks about 529s. Can grandparents gift to a 529 account? So I don't think I've ever really covered 529s on the show here. It, it doesn't come up all that often, uh, but it does come up in conversation, um, you know, every once in a while uh, in meetings. Um, so this is an article. It's actually um, was posted in uh, Financial Advisor magazine here. And uh, what it talks about here is if you're a grandparent and you're looking to give money to or gift money to a grandkid, um, one of the options here would be a 529. Uh, so 529 again is a is an educational savings account. You can use it for high school expenses now. You can use it for college. So they've kind of increased how you can use the 529. It can be used for high school. Yeah, a couple of years ago they changed it where if you go to like a private high school, you can you know use it for the tuition. Oh, okay. So and again, uh, a lot of grandparents uh, will do a 529 plan for their grandchildren. Yeah, and so the, the catch here was okay. So I'll, I'll the catch here was back in the day. Well, it's still current, but if you use that 529 and you gift it to it, and that money would count against the FAFSA, and it was a bad thing because you have to have a strategy then in place. Like if you're taking the distribution from the 529, how are we going to do it so it doesn't affect my financial aid eligibility? And so typically what you would have is you would have this money come out of the 529. What was it, like your, your sophomore year? You're going into your junior year because they do a two-year look back. So by the time this money comes in, you would theoretically be out of college. Do people know what FAFSA is? Having two daughters that went through college, when I hear that, my head explodes. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even do it. My wife There's another acronym. <laughs> it's another acronym. It stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. FAFSA. F-A-F-S-A. Yeah, so if you have like the 529 money coming in then, it's... Income. Yeah, it's income, and it's going to hurt your eligibility for the financial aid. Um, but that's all changing now. Um, so again, right now, any income coming in from the 529 would be counted as untaxed income to the beneficiary and it would reduce their eligibility for financial aid. However, starting in the 2024-2025 school year, qualified distributions from a grandparent-owned 529 account will no longer be reported as untaxed income to the beneficiary. So that's a good thing. Um, so if you're a grandparent, you have a 520. Now it's, you don't have to worry about affecting what the years? financial aid eligibility. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a good thing. So contributions again to a 529 plan are considered gifts for tax purposes. So if you're curious about how much you can gift into a 529 for 2022, contributions of up to 16,000 per individual or 32,000 per married couple uh, filing jointly qualify for the annual gift tax exclusion. 
Um, you can also really, if you if you're feeling pretty nice for your grandkids, you can put <laughs> a lot of money in. Um, you can gift as much as eighty thousand individually or one hundred and sixty thousand jointly to a five twenty nine plan at one time if the contribution is treated as if it were spread out over five year period. So I've never seen that action taken, but that's a, a pretty generous gift right there. Uh, it is. It it doesn't have to be grandparents, does it? Can could an uncle Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it, it could this? be. Yeah. And it's um you know with the, the price of college continuing to go up, it's Oh uh, my gosh. I, I mean it, it's sad to think about it, but you know, eighty to hundred sixty thousand? Eighty thousand probably be used. Yeah, you know? easily. Oh, ye- gosh, yeah. My nieces are now looking at at uh, colleges, and it's it's nothing like what my kids and my kids aren't even. You know, they're still in their twenties. The I tuition like, is so much higher. So much higher. I think we are going through that recently too with a client, and um, I was like, man, one year's worth of college or one the cost of college for a year now is what I paid for my whole college education for all four years. <laughs> yeah. That, that is, and, and I went to college in the 80s, Marie. Oh my gosh. It's like my mom wrote out a check, I think. Yeah. To, to but UW I was still Oshkosh. in the 2000s, and that's like that's crazy to think yep. that. I mean, and I don't think it's going to get any lower. Tuition is going to continue to go up, I think. So you got to plan for it. Yeah. If you do want to attend college, you're going to plan for it. Yep. I hope we don't have a mindset of, well, the government's going to bail me out, right? This student loan forgiveness. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hope that's not the case. I, I don't know how many people are gonna are really happy with that. I that, can't but, think of many. Well, we'll yeah. see how it goes. In, uh, here's in what a I hear. Weeks here. Well, they didn't do it for mine. Yeah. But why? Yeah. You know, that's what I hear all the time. Yeah, especially when some people, you know, take multiple jobs to be able to pay off their own student loans. You and then, got it. Yeah. Work their way through college and and work their yeah. butts off. Plus, you got to get the grades, and it's yeah, yeah it's not easy. Um, and college isn't for everybody either. It, I remember saying that once, and my, people look at me like, are you nuts? Every kid should go to college. I totally disagree with that. I think the skilled trades is an option. They're, yes. They're lacking. They are begging people to come in. If you're plumber, electrical work, there's just other options or yeah. trade schools or you know MATC. There's all kinds of options for kids, not necessarily traditional college. That, that does tend to even come up in conversation as, as grandparents or whoever might be looking to open up an account. Uh, hey, I want to put some money away for my, my my niece or my nephew or my grandson, you know, granddaughter. And the 529 is an option if you're intending on using that for educational purposes. Um, if it's not used for educational purposes, you still have access to the money. Uh, it's just going to be your money will come out, you know, whatever you put in will come out back to you uh, untaxed. But then the gains you'll have to pay tax on and a penalty on. Uh, I'm glad so, you mentioned that. So, so there, there are you can some change money. your mind. Like, oh, you can thanks, change your, thanks, Grandma and Grandpa, but I've decided not to go to college. Now what do we do with the money? I, I actually recently had a client that um, the clients are in their 80s, and they had this 529 for their um, their son who's you know in his 40s, and it's still there. And it has a balance of like, I think it's like $70,000. And I said, well, what are we going to do with this? And we've been talking about it over time, and we just decided recently just – Take a distribution of that that money. It's not going to be used for anything else. Uh, you know, the their son could use the money right now, and so on the gain they're going to pay income tax. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was you can still access. The, it's not like it's locked up forever. Right. You can. But access you just got to be careful. So what we'll look at doing is there's also accounts out there called like UTMA accounts or UTMA accounts. You probably heard for minors. Um, those sometimes have a place um, in the planning, but then there's some more 
tax implications we have to be careful of as the account starts to generate income, capital gains, interest, things like that. There's always tax implications. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and this is why working, I think, with an advisor is, is critical. It's what we talk about every week on the Retirement Clinic. Before we take a break, uh, anything you want to add to that, Marie? Do we cover everything you i think you've got the next topic yeah i've got the next topic so you just have to stay tuned like i said i have the hot off the press i don't get to say that very often hot hot off off the the press press. that's back when they actually had newspapers (laughs) just kidding we still have the newspaper but boy has it gotten small yes and then ira errors Say that fast. IRA errors to avoid. So we'll go. How about IRA mistakes? There, that's That's easier easier to say. (laughs) Marie McFarland, Aaron Spitzner, uh, an event coming up with Jay Weber, Jeff Kowal, and the Kowal Investment Group uh, that we will remind you about throughout the hour. TheKowalWay.com for more information. To call the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. We've got the sexy segment. we got Marie coming up with the topic after the break. But as we continue the show, I see a couple texts are rolling in. We'll try to address those. Or you can call us on that adventnose.com talk and text line, 414-799-1130. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. If you've built a family business, it's fair to say that you would like to have one or more of your heirs take over the company at some point. But are you and the potential future owners prepared for that transition? The truth is many business owners who want to transfer ownership to their children or grandchildren fail to create a proper succession plan. An inadequate plan can hinder the success of the transition and overall success of the business. But more importantly, it can result in family conflict that can cause personal and financial complications. Research shows that more than two-thirds of family business inheritors reported experiencing family conflicts within two years after they took control. A well-designed succession plan can help ensure a smooth transition with minimal to no conflicts and set the business up for a successful future. Additionally, you'll be able to rest assured that all the proper legal structures are in place. So where should you start? The first step to proper planning is to enlist the help of professionals. Going it alone is not only a huge undertaking, but a significant risk to you, your family, and your business. If you need assistance with succession planning for your family business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040. Or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment, Business Owners Savings and Security. We do that every week. We do the sexy segment about wealth management and preservation coming up. We continue with Marie McFarland and Aaron Spitzner on WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. Hey, Maria, a quick text, uh, and then we're going to get into your IRA mistakes. Or as you said, IRA errors, which is hard to say. (laughs) Will the rules, here's the question, will the rules for inherited IRA accounts change regarding the 10-year rule and the RMDs? That's a great question. Not to my knowledge, um, so I can't say 100% that they're not going to change, but I haven't heard anything changing. Um, I do know that there's been some talks about the RMDs and needing to take those within the 10 years. So that's pretty complex. So if you have specific questions to that, give us a call yeah. uh, and work with your advisor on that. So there are little nuances that have changed, but I don't, I haven't heard of anything changing in future or coming up. And the Kowal Investment Group, a big event coming up with Jay Weber. We'll talk about that. 262-522-4040 is the office number uh, to call the Kowal Investment Group. All right. What kind of mistakes should we be aware of? Or, or I guess avoid, Marie? 
Yes. So airs to avoid. So this week, um, Aaron and I were doing some continuing education. And so we went to the seminar hosted by Kitz's. Jeff Levine went through these IRA airs to avoid. And so there was a couple that I thought were um, we have multiple questions from clients on them, and so we wanted to go through them. The first one is the qualified charitable distributions, which we want to remind clients that qualified charitable distributions are available to utilize. Um, and if you're charitably inclined and are doing charitable donations through the years and you're above age 70 and a half, it's a great opportunity um, to utilize qualified charitable distributions. Now, there's a couple things to keep in mind for the QCDs. That's the acronym. Um, you must be 70 and a half years old to complete a QCD. So unlike um, other ages that the IRS states, this is one where you actually have to be that age to process. So for example, if you were born June 30th and of the and that's the year you turn 70, you wouldn't be 70 and a half until December 30th or December 31st of that year. So you would have to wait until those dates to complete a QCD for that year. The other error I wanted to point out for QCDs is that it's on you to report them and keep track of them. Um, so you must keep track of your own QCDs and report that to your CPA. Or if you're filing your own taxes, you yourself make sure you report the QCD. Um, other things, you can't complete QCDs from your employer plans. So employer plans, you're not allowed to do a qualified charitable charitable distribution from, and it must be sent directly to the charity. So that's the big thing for the qualified charitable distributions. My second error to go through or to avoid is the RMD aggregation error. Now this was an interesting one. So most people have multiple retirement accounts uh, when they retire. And when your RMDs kick in at this time, 72, you have to keep track of RMDs for each account. So for example, if you have IRAs, multiple traditional IRAs, you would have to calculate your RMD for each account separately, but then you can aggregate and take one RMD from, or take the aggregate RMD from one IRA account. And this does include SEP IRAs and simple IRAs. Special rules apply to annuitized IRA annuities, so keep that in mind. But you can take one aggregate amount for RMD from your IRAs, uh, from your IRA accounts. Now, employer plans are different, so you must calculate your RMD for each employer plan, and they must be taken specifically from that employer plan. So, for example, if you have two 401ks that you never rolled into an IRA and you're in RMD status, you have to take an RMD from each one of those 401ks. Mm. So you have to keep that in mind. And there's an exception. So 403B plans, you can aggregate together. So if you had two 401ks and one 403B planned, you could take one, you would have to take one RMD from each 401k plan. Sorry, I'll, let me redo that, <laughs> that example. If you had two 403B plans yes. and two 401k plans, you could take one from each 401k, you would have to, and then you could take one RMD aggregate for the total for the 403B plans out of one 403B plan. Marie, what's a 403B plan? That's an employer plan. Typically, they're hospitals. Um, so it's an employer plan similar to a four, operates similarly to a 401k, yep. but titled different and in the IRS's eyes for this 
reason. Is there usually matching uh, similar to a 401k plan? Yeah. But, okay. There can be. Yep. Um, so I will give this example because it's a good one. If you have six total retirement accounts, so let's say you have two IRAs, you have two 401ks, and you have two 403bs, the minimum amount of RMDs, so the minimum of accounts you would have to take from are four. You'd have to take, you could take one from your IRA plan, two from the 401ks, right? So you have to take each one from each 401k plan, and then you could take one from the 403b plans combined. And is it normal for people to have that many? I would say it's not extremely common, um, but it's something to be aware of. There's people that change jobs and then that 401k just kind of sits there. You start a new company. You got to make some decisions, right? Yeah. Yep. At some point, typically you're going to make some decisions, especially if you have Roth money in your 401ks. So typically I would say this is not extremely common, but it could pop up and the penalties are too huge not to avoid it. Um, The one other thing for RMDs, so this is just RMDs in in general, there's no aggregation between spouses. So you can't say, I'm going to take my RMD out of my spouse's IRA and her RMD as well. You have to keep them separate to your own individual IRAs. How do you guys keep track of this stuff? That's (laughs) a great question. By going to these seminars (laughs) and and learning. Because I I listen to this stuff and my goodness, if you don't have an advisor, or you you go through and you just have your 401k plan, but the, the penalties are are too big to ignore Yes, if you do it the wrong way. And missing RMDs is one of the biggest. Yeah. So the other thing is no aggregation for inherited RMDs. Um, if the benef- the owner of the original inherited IRA is the same, you could aggregate that, but typically there would be no reason you have that. So inherited RMDs, you can't aggregate that with your own accounts and or with inherited um, IRAs as well. So these are things that if you've got questions, contact the Cowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040, thecowalway.com, as long as we're talking about the website. There's an event coming up. We mentioned Jay Weber, WISN's own Jay Weber, Thursday, November 3rd. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West in Waukesha, 5.30 to 7 p.m. This event is free. Jeff Kowal will be there. A panel of experts sharing insights regarding the economic impact on your financial plan. And, of course, obviously a lot of people have been looking at their balance and maybe not happy with it. Well, that's what this is all about. They're going to, I think, take questions, I would assume. Yeah, they'll take questions and the... Key thing is being able to take away three actions that you can actually do by the end of year to help safeguard your financial future. So make sure you check that out. It's it's going to be a great, great information that you can get from all four of the panelists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's again, it's free, but you must sign up or at least register by calling or going to the Kowalway.com. So again, the Kowalway.com or 262 522 40 40 with Aaron Spitzner and Marie McFarland hosting the Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Cronforce. What's next? The sexy segment. More on, de- on the details coming up as you're listening to WISM. We'll get you weekend weather forecast details. What a great start for a Saturday morning this late in October. Sunshine and 63 right now at WISN.
Back on the Retirement Clinic, we continue live on WISN. Marie McFarland, Aaron Spitzner from the Kowal Investment Group. And we'll get into annuities in a little bit. That's the sexy segment topic of the day. Some callers and texts have been rolling in. We try our best to answer many as we can. Terry from Milwaukee. What's your question, Terry? Good morning. Yes, good morning, Terry. Uh, thanks a lot for taking my call. Um, I, I think the notice is about just taking a lump sum on my pension. Uh, I don't plan to retire for another, you know, five, ten years. Um, I was just wondering what your thoughts are in taking the lump sum of that pension. Should I invest it in something else? Can I roll it over in something else? Or should I just leave it there? Because I'm still working. So that's a great question. And I'm thinking you work for a company that's allowing you to take the lump sum while yes. you're still working. Okay. Um, so obviously... Okay, that it really depends on your situation on what you should be doing with it. You should definitely be putting it in a pre-tax account so you don't get pay tax on all of that. Otherwise, it's a full distribution. Um, I would definitely give us a call so we can go through the ins and outs about it because it just really depends on what other assets you have available for retirement, yeah. what you're trying to accomplish when you do truly she plan on retiring. She may not want to take it out, yep. in other words. You may. Well, yeah. this is a unique situation that some employers are allowing just because the pension calculation is going to most likely be changing and they don't want a lot of their workforce leaving. Yeah. Um, so uh -huh. I would definitely say in your unique situation, it's important to know all the facts to be able to be, give you great advice on what to do with it. Call you Monday morning? Uh, yeah. Have an oh, in-depth conversation? Yeah. Give us our oh, office oh. a call. Oh, you bet. Um, well, gee whiz, because my deadline, I guess, is this this Monday. Yeah, you have that. Yes. You have it coming oh, okay. up pretty quickly. Well, Terry, here's yeah. here's the Coal Investment Group. Uh, the Coalway.com or 262-522-4040. and call Monday call Monday morning. You betcha. What time are you open? Eight o'clock. Seven? Eight. Okay. okay. That's pretty early. That's that fine. is early. I'll be ready and available. Yeah. Okay. Eight okay. o'clock. Right. Thank you. Monday right. morning. Bye, Thank Terry. you. Uh, and I appreciate the call. We do have to get rolling because the sexy segment, we have to give it its due. That's right. You know, it's annuities. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what an annuity is. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, it, it's not going to be like an in-depth about annuities, but I, this article, it caught my attention. Um, and again, this has been discussed in, in conversations specifically this week with clients about annuities and whether or not it's right for their plan. Uh, this article uh, was titled, Annuities Offer Little Benefit to Wealthier Retirement Savers, uh, According to Morningstar. Uh, so again, it caught my attention because typically you don't see anything like that in any publication uh, where it's saying that it offers little benefit. So I thought, well, why would it not offer any benefit to a wealthier retirement saver? Um, and annuity sales are soaring. Uh, the article goes on to say, uh, to highs not seen since the Great Depression, and the industry is on the verge of successfully lobbying Congress to make annuities an automatic default option in retirement plans. Even so, Morningstar has released research that says annuities deliver little benefit to investors above certain wealth levels. The firm says annuities add little upside for investors if their wealth is already... Now, here's here's we got to pay attention. If your wealth is already more than 36 times their needed annual retirement income. <laughs> so, and, and when I first heard that, I was like, 36 times? Yeah. Like, that seems like an awful lot. Well, then you do the math and you say, for example, if an investor needs $50,000 a year in retirement and has already accumulated $1.8 in assets, there are better strategies for maximizing retirement income than annuities. 
So if you if you if you get into retirement and you think you're going to need fifty thousand dollars on an annual basis, and you have a portfolio value of one point eight million, they're saying an annuity is probably not a good fit for you. That's just it. They're not for everybody, are they? And yeah, it's saying that there are other income strategies that could better maximize um, your your income, and one of their strategies instead of an annuity um, would be to what they recommend is really deferring social security until later on, maybe even 70. So what they're saying is it's, it kind of bridges the gap there. You pull from your portfolio early on while you defer social security because you get an 8% increase every year you defer social security. You do. So the longer you put off social security, the more you're going to. So what they're saying is like, Hey, if you're looking for guaranteed income, the best guaranteed income you can have isn't an annuity. It's maximizing your social security benefit. And by by deferring it until age seventy, if you can, because that's a big if. Some people can't; they need yeah. it. Well, and yeah. But so what they're again they're they're saying you draw it on on your portfolio. The trade off is you're going to get a good social security amount because if you compare your social security to an annuity, well, social security doesn't have the advertising to pay for like an annuity company does. Their life expectancy is based on these. Um, on, on what they have, not like the actuarial standards of an annuity company, which is going to put us way out there. So their payouts are going to be a little bit higher for Social Security. The cost of living adjustment um, with inflation is going to be better than an annuity. So if you want the guaranteed income, their strategy was pull from your portfolio and defer Social Security. And again, these strategies aren't right for, it's not like a cookie cutter approach that's right for everybody out there. Even with annuities, they serve a good place in, in some clients' portfolios. Um, and it's every plan is going to be a little bit different. Um, and this is just pertaining more to somebody who has, again, a portfolio value maybe of $1.8 to $2 million and maybe doesn't spend as much in retirement. You know, you made a good point earlier, Aaron. When you are planning and saving for retirement, let's say in your 20s, 30s, even 40s, you always think, well, I, this is kind of what I think I'll need, but the cost of living is going to be well, we don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be different than now when you retire, which could be 20, 30 years down the road. Yeah, uh, so you need enough money for that year, not the current. Yeah, it, it's always interesting running those projections for clients. And, and you look at, even for somebody who is retired today, and you look at, okay, here's what your fifty dollars or $60,000 a year is going to look like when you're 85 or 90 years old. And here's what the cost of, you know, and medical insurance is going to look like then, and you inflate that at a higher rate, these things really balloon over time. So having that cost of living adjustment uh, is really, really important on your retirement income as well. Boy, there's a bunch. Of, anything you want to add to that, Marie, regarding annuities? Yeah, no, I think Aaron did a great job explaining that. Um, and delaying Social Security is one of the, you know, you have good strategies that you can use, and delaying till 70 is a great option. So um, there's a few texts that are rolling in. We're just not going to have time, but we're going to respond to each one of your texts. So if you're one of those, stay tuned. We'll give a text back to you with an answer, and you can always call the Coal Investment Group. We're going to break because after the break in our final segment, IRS information. Really? Yes, I got hot off the press information That's for you. That's the hot off the press <laughs> news, breaking news from the IRS with Marie McFarland and Aaron Spitzner. Also, that event coming up with Jay Weber will tell you more about it. It's a free event panel of experts. More information after the break as we continue with Aaron Spitzner and Marie McFarland on WISN.
I'm guessing uh, Aaron picked out the music today. Country music. Darn right. I like country too, though. Yeah, kind of, you know, it, it depends. I've got the country songs I really like. Yeah. Um, Don't be one of those people. It's, no, <laughs> it's growing on me. Put it that way. <laughs> Spencer doesn't like it. Okay, some people are adamant. Hey, it's like art, right? All in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah. Music is, is much like art. So welcome back, Aaron Spitzner. Marie McFarland, enough time to address... Breaking news, hot off the press yes, from the IRS. The yes, this is exciting stuff, actually. So next year, new 401k limits have come out. So for 2023, the IRS has set new 401k contribution limits. Um, everything has increased, which is great news. So your 401k, as of today, you can invest 20500 into your 401k. Next year, up to 22500 which is a 10% increase. That's huge. IRAs will also get a bump up. So in 2023, the increase will be 6500 which today is 6000 so almost, a little over an 8% increase. And then here's the big one. If you're 50 and older, your catch-up has increased for 2023 as well. So for 401k plans, your employer plans, it's gone from 6500 to 7500 So if you're 50 or over in 2023, you have the potential to put away $30,000, which is pretty impactful. Yeah, it is. Um, other things, so the 401k, 403b, and most 457 plans have the increase to $22,500. Um, so yeah, that's the big news. Hot off the press, recent this week. You heard it here in WISN with Marie McFarland. Good stuff today, you guys. A lot of updates and changes to be aware of. As we wrap up the show, remember, you can join the Cowell Investment Group, a free panel discussion, November 3rd, coming up soon, hosted by WISN's Jay Weber. And uh, it will be at the Milwaukee Marriott West. Find out the three actions you need to take before the end of the year to safeguard your financial future. Very simple. It's free, but you must Register the Kowalway.com or call 262-522-4040. Okay, 65 and sunny. Who's going outside? Me. Aaron? Yep. Got a whole day planned. There you go. <laughs> Take the kids out, pumpkins, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let them run around, do whatever. Yeah. Get outside. Enjoy yeah. it. Guys, great show. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Remember, market updates Monday through Friday, 3 and 5 p.m. Newsblocks from the Mark Belling Show. This has been the Retirement Clinic on WISN News is Next.